Everything you desire to be and do is already in you, just waiting to be let out. You have dreams, you have goals, and your passion is desperate to run free. You are a woman, and you can be everything you desire. I'm Elaine Johnston, and I created this podcast and community to walk hand-in-hand with women just like you to help you break away from all the societal stigmas and to give you the tools you need to achieve your dreams. Through the power of meditation and a positive mindset, you can manifest the person God created you to be. After all, she's already inside you just waiting to be let out. It's time to come back home to you. You're listening to The Prodigal Daughter. Hey everyone, welcome to The Prodigal Daughter. I'm your host, Elaine Johnston, and you are listening to episode seven. Okay, y'all, so much has happened since we last spoke. I mean, just so much craziness in the last two or three weeks. Last episode, I did my 2019 year-end book review and talked about all the books that I read. So if you are currently writing out your book list for 2020, I have so many great books that I read last year. And this episode originally was planned out to be talking about goal setting and setting intentions for 2020, how to map that out, how to start a morning routine. And while all of that is still in the works, it's still in the process, I still will be showing up with you guys and just sharing all of how I achieve the goals that I have and just really starting off the new year with a bang. However, this episode is not that episode. Honestly, guys, I just wanted to be raw and real this week. Like I said, there's a lot that has happened the past couple weeks. And with all of that, I also wanted to share with you my word for the year and what that means to me. But before we dive into all of that, I have a quick favor to ask of you. If you enjoy this podcast and you haven't done so already, would you mind leaving an honest review? It's the best way to help me better serve this community and allow those who are just now dropping in and listening to to the prodigal daughter for the first time. And it allows them to know what they are getting into and what this show is about. Also, if you are looking for a strong tribe of women to link arms with and accomplish goals together and just having the women that you can trust and be encouraged and motivated by, I have a Facebook group for you, the Prodigal Daughter Community. We are talking all things goals and words for the year and just really diving into different practices on how to achieve the goals that we have set out for ourselves and how to become the best version of ourselves possible. Of course, I will link that in the show notes below. And now let's dive right into all the craziness that has been my life the past two weeks. So this year, Cody and I went to New York City for our Christmas vacation. We were originally supposed to come home December 23rd, just in time to celebrate Christmas in the comfort of our own home. Well, we actually got home a day early. We, we got home a night early. And so we were so excited to 
just hop in bed. It was 7 p.m. So it was still earlier in the in the evening. So we were so excited to just jump into our beds, throw the clothes in the laundry and just go to sleep. We had been on the road for like 10 hours that day and we were just so excited to be home. So excited to sleep in our own bed, take a shower in our own shower and just relax after a vacation. But we got home to find out that the water filter on our fridge exploded and therefore flooding our downstairs. And when I say downstairs, I mean our kitchen, our hallway, our office, our living room had just standing water. Now, when we got home, the water wasn't that tall because the floor had soaked it up. And I'd been there for a few days. Not sure exactly how long, but let's just say we were in New York when it happened. So as soon as we got home, we did not take a shower in our own shower. We did not throw clothes in the laundry. We did not go to bed. We got all the towels that we could find to soak up all the water, tried to salvage all the things in the office, which luckily for the most part, other than the floor, nothing of significant value got ruined. Yes, the floor got ruined. Yes, it's having to be replaced. Yes, we already ripped up all the floors. Yes, there's a little bit of water damage to some of the doors and the molding on the floor, having to touch up paint and fix some sheetrock. It ruined a couple hampers and like a small guitar case. But other than that, nothing of true significant value got ruined, which is such a blessing in disguise. So we didn't go to bed until about midnight that night because we were having to dry up all the water and and find all the water damage and find all the things in our office where we do all of our podcasting, all of our client work, everything and trying to pick from everything in the office and trying to figure out what was ruined, what wasn't ruined, and going to get dryers for the floor. And it was a Sunday night, so we it's not like we could have called insurance or anything that night. So there was literally nothing we could do except for just dry up the floor and try to get a good night's sleep, knowing that the next day was gonna be hectic. So the next day, we're calling insurance, calling all these people, and they um, got all of of the standing water from under the house. We have a crawl space, so they were able to get all the water out from under our house. And because this is in the, this is in the midst of Christmas, the Christmas holiday, they were going to put dehumidifiers on our house. They're going to put 10 of them in our house. And our house, though it's not a tiny house, it's definitely a smaller house when we built it. And so we were like, oh crap, like we have Christmas dinner, we have people coming over, like how are we going to get through Christmas when you have 10 loud dehumidifiers in our house? Well, it got worked out to where we dried the floor enough and we were able to put dehumidifiers in the house the day after Christmas. And at first we were really, really bummed out because we thought that we were going to have to take down all of our Christmas decorations and take down the Christmas tree and everything the day after Christmas, which I know some of you that may not be a big deal, but Cody and I, my husband and I really love Christmas and we typically have decorations out well past the new year. And so we were really devastated that it was going to all have to be taken down. Luckily, it didn't. we had all the decorations up longer than we had expected, and we were able to keep it through New Year's Eve. So we were happy about that. And so we made it through the dehumidifier process, all of that. And whenever you looked at the floors, we were like, okay, our floors aren't that bad. They're dry. Like, there's some bubbles in it and stuff. We, Cody and 
I had actually contemplated a couple times of like, do we really need to get new flooring? Do we really need to rip this up? Like there's nothing wrong with this floor. Nobody's gonna notice other than us knowing what had happened. And so we were trying to get prepared, trying to talk with insurance, try to talk with all the people to help dry our house and dry out our floors. Well, the day before Christmas Eve, we come home to find out that our fridge and freezer quit working. All of our groceries got ruined. And in the midst of that, I almost, almost broke our garbage disposal because there was not one but two shot glasses in the garbage disposal that I didn't see. We have an espresso machine, so our shot glasses for our pulled espresso shots were near the sink. And I think they had fallen into the sink and somehow got in the garbage disposal and without even my knowledge. And so that was crazy. We spent, Cody and I spent an hour, mostly Cody. I was over there like trying not to freak out and cry and stress because I thought I was going to ruin this as our groceries are ruined, as they're trying to figure out all the floors. It was just very crazy, stressful, hectic. Like I was just so emotional y'all that it was crazy. Not a way to spend your then new year, but finally fixed the garbage disposal, wasn't ruined, thankfully, throughout all of our groceries and just kind of tried to figure out what was next. Well, in the process, since our floors were getting ripped up anyway, we had been contemplating before we ever left for New York City to repaint one of the living room walls a darker color. And since everything kind of was already messy and everything was kind of already stacked in our loft and everything, we decided, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and paint this wall. We're going to go ahead and do this now that we have the time and there's really nothing else we can do. Not exactly the way I wanted to celebrate the first day of the new year, but at this time, I just didn't care. I was just so frustrated, so stressed out and just really I was super bummed like that is not how I want to start my new year like I mentally had plans of okay well I'm gonna do my goal setting I'm gonna do my vision board a lot of the past couple years Cody and I have watched the secret life of Walter Mitty on New Year's Eve to kind of get in the new year inspiration for what the year is going to look like and everything we didn't get to do that I fell asleep at 10 30 I was just so over it but then a couple of days after that, we were ripping up the floors and I kind of sat back and realized something that I had not been thinking about before. We were having to take out our flooring. We were having to repaint walls and fix spots on the walls and just start over on some things, start the new year fresh. But it reminded me of a lot. It reminded me a lot about deconstruction. And if you're not familiar with that term, in it's basically where you kind of deconstruct all of the ideas. It's very popular in religion, um, but it can be anything, religion, politics, anything that you have a perspective, understanding, bias, whatever about, where your thoughts start shifting, you start remolding, you start taking out old ideas that no longer serve you or no longer give you life to put in new ones, to practice new, new ways of thinking, to practice new perspectives, to practice new understandings and acknowledging things that no longer work for you. It's something that Cody and I talk a lot about on our other podcast, The Reckless Pursuit. And deconstruction is messy. It's not always fun, but there is so much beauty in it. And I kind of started to understand the beauty in that as we were pulling up the floor, because as crazy, as messy, as unbeautiful as our house is right now, that's a lot of where we are spiritually. A lot of times, th 
things may look good on the outside. Like I said, our floor looked fine. I mean, it had a couple bubbles, but had nobody ever known about our house being flooded, no one probably ever would have realized that there was bubbles on our floor. But we knew deep down there was a bigger issue. We just didn't know how big of an issue it was until we actually ripped up all the flooring, all of the, the black tarp that is kind of the rubber tarp that's laid underneath hardwood flooring. And we realized like this floor was terrible. It was black. It was it was moldy and mildewy, had a smell to it. There was a corner of our living room where part of the sheetrock had kind of rotted out, busted, started to bust out. And it just it just made me realize how often do we put on a show for other people? How often do we pretend everything's okay? How often do things look good on the in, on the outside, but deep down it's messy. Deep down you're hurting. Deep down there's wounds. Deep down there's things that's rotting out from the inside that people never even notice. That a lot of times we don't even know that, notice. Sometimes we don't know that there's something there's there's deeper issues, deeper wounds. Sometimes we know, but we pretend everything is fine. We want other people to think everything is fine. And my mindset just started to shift. No longer was I bitter and upset and stressed. And the thing about me is I'm for the most part a positive person. I am very optimistic. I choose to see the bright side of things. And so our floor being flooded, okay, no big deal. Yes, it's a big deal. But mentally I was like, okay, I can take this in. I can deal with it. But things started piling on top. Okay, well, I almost destroyed the garbage disposal, but I didn't, that's fine. And then our groceries and the fridge and the house. And this is the time of the year where you're supposed to be setting intentions for yourself, working on goals, setting vision boards, all this stuff. And we work from home. So our office is completely destroyed. There's things that I'm wanting to incorporate for this podcast. Cody and I have things that we want to incorporate in our podcast. There's things that we want to change and shift, but we haven't been able to do so. And up until just a couple of days ago, I realized that there's beauty in it. There's blessings in disguise. We are taken care of. Yes, our house is messy, but we still have a house. Yes, our refrigerated and freezer groceries got ruined and everything, but we've been fortunate and blessed enough to still be able to go out to eat. We still have ramen noodles in the pantry that didn't get ruined. We still have food. It may not be ideal. It may not be what we want, but we have everything we need. We're alive. We're healthy. We can still stay in our house. Our bedroom is upstairs. We have an upstairs bathroom, so none of that got ruined. We're able to still live. It may not be super comfortable, but we're still blessed. We're still fortunate. And it reminded me of whenever we first built our house. We lived upstairs. There were rooms that were unfinished. It was crazy. It was messy. And I just started to realize the beauty in all of that. And I think what really got me thinking about that is backtracking to the last Sunday of the new year. Cody and I hadn't been going to church for the past few months, but we really wanted to end 2019 as well as start 2020 just in a church, in a physical church building setting and being around like-minded people and just being involved in worship music and just celebrating communion and everything for the new year and just spiritually getting our mindset right and everything. And normally I don't have a word for each year. 
I typically piggyback off of Cody's word because Cody has a word for each year. And because we're married, because we're a unit, I always just kind of share his word. I kind of take on that word as well. This year is the second year I've had a year. The only other time I, this year is the first time. This year is the second time that I've had a word for the year. The only other time that I had a word was back in 2014, which was prodigal. And it set the stage for my blog, theprodigaldaughter.com, as well as ultimately setting up the stage for this podcast. And so as I was sitting in worship, as I was about to take communion, I was just really praying. I was like, God, show me a word. I really want something specific to me. I really want something to speak to me that I can kind of see throughout the year for 2020. I can still find beauty in the word that Cody is gifted and given. I can still find beauty in that, but I want something specific to me that I can hold on to, that I can grasp, that I can really tap into for 2020. And the word spiritual came up. And it's funny because there's this lyric from one of Weezer's songs where it's like, I'm spiritual, but not religious. I'm a Libra if it matters. And I just, I don't know why I always get that lyric stuck in my head. It's very catchy the way he sings it. I don't know. But specifically the first half is I'm spiritual, but not religious. And I really want to tap more into that spiritual realm of things is the more spiritual side of things. I want to be less religion, less law, less doctrine, and more free in that, more free in Christ. And really just tapping into the spiritual realm of energy, what around us, the relationships and the people tapping into the spiritual realm of God and, and what that looks like and our spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings and just really focusing on that for 2020. And after I left the church service, I kind of forgot, like I knew my word was spiritual or spirituality, whichever way, but I didn't really think much about it after that until a couple days whenever we were ripping up our flooring. And I was like, okay, I see you, God. I see the spiritual realm and things. I see the whole spiritual deconstruction paralleling with a physical deconstruction, deconstruction of our house. I get it. I see it. I'm here for it. I understand. And it's funny because I had people a couple days before that asking me, okay, well, what does spiritual mean? I'm like, you know, I have no idea. Get back to me in a couple months. And as much as I still don't know, this is still the first week, two weeks of January of 2020, of the decade, of this new season of life. I still don't fully know what that word means or where God is taking me with that. But I do have a grasp. I do have a beginning of what that looks like. And I'm so excited for this year. I'm so excited to tap more into what that looks like, what spiritual means to me, what spirituality is, the wholeness and beauty behind it, how it parallels to our physical selves, how it parallels to our physical lives. I know, guys, I'm getting really deep in this episode, but I just, like I said, I wanted to get really raw and real with you guys. This is exactly where I am right now. And I'll get back to all of the goal setting. I'll get back to all of the setting vision, 2020 vision, all of that, mapping out goals, brain dumping, all of that stuff. I promise I will get back to that. I will get back into talking about goals in the next episode. I'll be talking about what happens when you don't reach your goals. But I wanted to first kind of start off the new year, just being honest with you guys, just sharing my heart and what and, and where I'm at physically with my house, but also spiritually and where I'm going with that. And I'm so excited to share with you guys and um, just, just share my life with you guys, share my journey with you all. And I want to know what is your word for 2020? What is your word for the new year? Hit me up. 
email me, find me on social media. I love learning about you guys. And I love sharing as much as I love sharing my journey. I love when you guys share your journey with me as well. This is a community. This is a strong tribe of strong and beautiful, incredible women. Let's do life together, guys. Let's link arms and happy freaking new year. You've got this own this year and I will talk with you soon. Thanks for joining me this week on The Prodigal Daughter. If you would, please rate and review the show. This helps reach listeners like you who want to chase after their God-given callings and dreams. Also, if you have a girlfriend, sister, or any other woman figure in your life who would benefit from the show, feel free to share this on. The Prodigal Daughter is more than just a podcast. It's also a community where we can continue conversations like this one and link arms with the women around us as we reignite the fire from within. Find the Prodigal Daughter community on Facebook. Of course, you can find all of the details of this week's episode, links to our community, and more in the show notes. You can also visit theprodigaldaughter.com for even more podcast episodes and all of my blog posts. Until next time, go and be great today and every day.